Hey guys, and welcome back to the Posh Cockney Podcast, hospitality news brought to you by the Industry Titans. And this week's guest is the owner of Embargo. Embargo is a drinking app in London, which has really taken the industry by storm. And Freddie, the owner, is going to come on now and tell us a bit more about him, his journey and his business. Enjoy. And welcome back to the Posh Cockney Podcast, hospitality news brought to you by the Industry Titans. And today's Titan is Freddie, owner of Invargo app. Freddie, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Pleasure, pleasure. So we're going to get straight into it, really. People that are listening to this right now that don't know you, tell the listeners your journey in the industry so far. My beginnings in uh, in hospitality uh were around 2013 when i actually moved to london uh aged you know 19 freshly after sort of high school uh decided to start my you know university uh here in london uh so i actually joined joined the juice um it wasn't as big as it is now well obviously you see it around every corner in london of course it was just four shops in london i joined the king's road team um at that point that was sort of my job at the beginning to you know get get myself started in london work while preparing myself to to start university and uh to be honest you know my university journey hasn't lasted that long uh, it was Already after around six months, seven months in uh, Joe and the Juice, when I started uni, that uh, I was well introduced to uh, Mark Burton and Guy Pelly, um, the guys who used to run, among many others, uh, Tonteria. Um, yes. It was at one of our, at one of my friend's birthday party, and yeah, we got along. Um, uh, we had a great chat, and Mark, uh, who took me under his wings at that point, offered me to try out and and gave me three months to to work at Tonteria and and you know show whether I'm I'm good enough. Uh, I was on right away to the marketing team which is which was extremely exciting it was uh, not long after they first opened so yeah so, so to join a team with several um, experienced marketeers and hospitality people was obviously a huge challenge um, and I wanted to do everything possible to show that I'm worth it and yeah and obviously first months were, were quite challenging because I needed to link proper full-time job with uh, with my uni so I wasn't that much at university uh, but uh, I knew right away that this is the industry I really love and uh, to see it now not from the sort of service every every day perspective but more from the office from the creation perspective was quite exciting to me as well and I think what I did try to put in was to actually link the operation side with the marketing side and bring a package that can actually you know drive business so the biggest issue for me was that um, there was always a big disconnect between you know ops and, and marketing and venues you know sometimes you know people would come up with great ideas but they were hard to implement into their everyday life but my time at, at Joe and the Juice um, actually being there behind the bar helped me to, to understand this better and then yeah um, I must say I learned a lot from from the guys at Tonturia. Um This helped me to first of all understand the business better, um, and then quite funnily enough, it was the time where I met my current business partner from Bargrab as well. And this is, was exactly around 2014 when I started Tonturia. I mean, probably after six months, when I was already there, that the first idea started coming to our minds. Uh, very early stages. It was one and a half years later that I decided to um, uh, leave Tonturia. Several reasons. I mean, one of them was that I knew at that point that I would like to pursue actually launching my own businesses i had a few ideas so it wasn't just embargo at that point it was still crystallizing you know the, the owners made it clear that they needed someone
want to be just fully focused on on Tontri and then the other businesses they wanted to open. We decided to to basically uh, finish our partnership, and then uh, the guys at the Cool Club actually uh, found place and 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 offered me a great opportunity there. Uh, they made it very clear from day one that uh, they're happy for me to to pursue it and and work on my own business as well, as long as you know I'm I'm there full time. I'm there every day in the office and uh, and can also you know deliver significant value for the business. And yeah, since then they've become family to me. Um, uh, the, the the owners, the team over there. I mean, has changed last summer. They sold the business, but uh, for two years uh, it was probably the best place I could I could be. This was David Lawrence and team members that really made it special. I learned even more. I got to know the Mayfair scene and 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 the Soho scene even more than 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 I had known it when I was at Tontria. And I think it was great to understand a bigger spectrum again of the health industry and how, especially in London, it's such a, a diverse market where pretty much every neighborhood has its own market and and its own preferences to how to party, how to eat, where to eat, what type of uh, you know marketing actually works. And then seeing those differences already between you know a couple of neighborhoods was quite fascinating. And I also met incredible people who I think were a vital part of, of my beginnings with, with, you know, starting my own business. And then, yeah, after two years, um, as, as I mentioned to, to, to the guys when I joined, um, I decided to, to leave and um, now fully focus on, on the business that we had in mind for, for a couple of years. Before we jump into Zimbabwe, what always fascinates me, the success stories of people just coming from, you know, like Joe and Juice and then becoming one of the, the, the main players in Clubland. Did you, did you have a passion for Clubland before, you know, was you going out every day you know every other night was you out in a different club did you have a big network of the sort of people that you would bring with you how, how did it work how did you you know people listening out there now that will think I want to get into clubs I want, I want to start that journey how do you do that how did you do that and, and what made you so special well I mean I actually think I wasn't that much of a of a party goer I mean I would go out fairly regularly but to be honest the entire London nightclub scene was pretty new to me I met Mark um, and later Guy when I was 10 months in London and to be honest the first months were pretty tough as uh, you know I came as a 19 year old um, just with a bit of savings actually um, and you know not many I, I, I used to be a professional basketball player uh, before I moved to London so I had just some small savings there but really I didn't even have the money to go out that regularly um, a proper you know nightclub that I went to was actually Tontria and it was completely random a few months before I met Mark actually through through a friend, um, but no, I think I think why I found myself um, sort of comfortable and and I enjoyed uh, the whole nightlife industry and and why I believe you know I made a difference was that I had a completely different approach and completely completely different attitude than a lot of people in there. I was first of all passionate about hospitality itself. It wasn't just uh, nightlife, so it wasn't that I was particularly excited yeah. about you know uh, that lavish lifestyle, you know these bottle shows, big money and 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 all that. That didn't really excite me as much to be and and I must be very fair. Uh, it does sound crazy because when you're you know twenty twenty one, it, it all sounds so attractive. But for me from day one, I knew that I'd like to use that as an opportunity to get to know the business much better, understand marketing much better. And uh, why I enjoyed it, because it's the type of business where if you come up with an idea, a concept, a marketing you know, project, a, uh, and, uh, a campaign, or anything that you, you improve within the product, you can see the response and, the, and the, the impact pretty fast because you are there. You see people reacting to it, enjoying it or not. It, it's not the sort of thing where you need to wait, let's say, a year to actually start seeing any result. Um, it's, it's, it's very fast, yeah. direct impact. And that way you can actually start finding out what works what doesn't how to implement things and uh at the end of the day for me it was a 
great platform to to get to know people, but on a very genuine level. I mean, I, I strongly believe that things like networking in the old school way are dead. You should be building actual relationships and friendships with people, right? I mean, it's not about mm. staying in touch with every person you meet and, and talking every week, but actually yeah. having a genuine conversation, being able to bring something to the table and first ask, hey, how can I help you? What can I do for you? And then something, you know, might, might come out of it. So yeah, the people I met throughout that industry were just incredible. And I always try just to be genuine and, and, and kind and not try to see in every person an opportunity to make direct money rather than I was more focusing on building yeah. communities. Somehow it was very difficult for me to understand. It's, it's for example, our promoters is, is paying for people to come to venues and all that. I, I, I meant my, one of my jobs was, was to manage uh, promoters we worked with at, at both clubs, but uh, we always try to limit those to as, as little as possible because we believe that what we need to build, you know, above all is actually a brand and community of people who come there just because they want to be there. And and this was from day one, my, my focus. And I quite enjoyed seeing these communities being built and how powerful they become way beyond, yeah. you know, the nightclub and then the, the, the party. Um, those people, uh, you know, until today, some of them are, you know, people I work with, some people I, I do business with, some of our investors. I mean, it just goes, you know, some of them are one of my best friends now. So it, it was very fascinating to me above all but I think what was crucial is to just stay true to yourself and and what is that you actually want to do always ask yourself you know who are the best people who are what is the best outcome out of what you're doing right now and and if if the very best outcome is not something that that excites you as much apart from you know the the, the quick money then don't get too attached to it right or don't turn into the wrong direction where you suddenly get caught up with trying to you know uh, make as much money that week that night it's it's just a long-term thing if you're building businesses nothing gets done overnight so i think as long as you stay focused like that you know uh then you can succeed in nightlife uh, big time so to summarize you're just a nice guy and you just love business <laughs> yeah. the, the glitz and glamour of the nightlife scene is easy to get lost and um, i think there's a there's two types of promoters isn't there? there's it's a there's a lifestyle promoter or there's a business promoter and the, the business ones certainly are the ones that kick on and, and start doing their own businesses such as yourself or start running clubs um and start being quite senior in the game so now let's go on to embargo app now i've used it i've worked with you at uh burgers and cafe de perry and most recently happy but uh, tell the listeners exactly what well, embargo app is. it was actually a um inevitable fruit of of some uh, you know thoughts and and findings i had while working in the industry so to me again it was always why why hospitality was so exciting for me uh, it was just that human interaction and the fact that the entire business relies fully on customers right you can come up with everything with a great food great product great you know um logos uh, instagram account but really what you need is ev- all of that should just lead to customers visiting you and customers returning and as mentioned before building those communities if you don't build those communities it's it's just very hard to sustain um if you don't have that you know brand and customer loyalty you cannot survive for that many years and that was always very sort of clear and important to me even before i even thought about embargo and then uh, once i was becoming more and more responsible for the business not just you know for a particular night or a particular aspect but for the entire 
entire business um, within within hospitality nightlife, I realized that you know on one hand I know that these customers are crucial for the business and and I should you know do everything possible to make them return. But on the other hand, I actually have no idea how low my customers are. I actually have no idea who they are apart from those who I know personally. And let's face it, I mean I cannot get to know every single customer that walks through the door, nor can my my, my staff do that. So so this was actually the first question: How is that possible that we actually you know basing our entire business model on on those customers that have so little understanding of them. And then, you know, what really hit me hard was when uh, my current business partner, who was a regular customer as well at Tantria, he came one night when I was away on holidays and we changed most of our stuff over summer. He came one night and he messaged me next day saying, well, I think I must have visited Tantria for the hundredth time, if not more. And But I, mm. I felt like I literally started from scratch just because there was a different person behind the bar and you were in there. And, you know, there's a couple of staff changes pretty much. And Sally, he felt like his entire loyalty is pretty much gone. And what was interesting, what he said as well, is that he didn't expect a new button to give him a high five and know his name, right? I mean, people do understand that that would be creepy, but just the feeling that everything is gone, like he's from zero. And that really hit us both. And while we were discussing this, we realized that this is the case in pretty much every hospitality business in the world. It's very hard to get to know your customer, right? And let's face it, you know, human to human interactions are, are crucial, as I mentioned before. But you as a business, you also need to start analyzing things you to start understanding are people returning or not how can i reward them and make them feel like home even when i change all of my stuff tomorrow even when i'm not there right how can i implement certain things and make it just feasible so this was really the the, the idea of embargo and, and what it is just go fast forward to where we are now it's just a loyalty platform where me as a consumer i download one app and I have access to hundreds of venues with the loyalty schemes no matter you know if i know some you know a manager there or 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 if I, you know, get to know every single member of staff, I get rewarded based on the amount of times I visited that venue. But then on the venue side, what is important, they, the venues get a plug and play solution where they can access, you know, the crucial analytics. First of all, answer the question, are my customers loyal or not, right? How many customers do I actually have? Most people just, just know how many covers they get on a monthly basis and weekly basis, but they don't necessarily know from how many customers they come from, how many people return and how often. Because as you know yourself, the power of PR marketing when opening a new venue is huge. You can ran off that for year two. But if you don't manage to keep and build a very loyal customer base who will keep on coming back, bring new customers with them, year three, four, five, you know, becomes a problem. And, and and I'm sure you've seen it yourself in many businesses in our industry. So what we're trying to achieve is that give both the consumer an easy to use platform so they get rewarded for the loyalty, right? Similar as they get rewarded in a hotel. Yeah. If they, you know, sleep in the same hotel group, airlines, you know, you don't expect to be treated by British Airways on a flight just because the stewardess knows you, right? You cannot expect that. You know that no matter yeah. who's going to serve you on that flight, you will probably get an upgrade you will, might, might even get a free flight just because you're loyal because it, there's a system behind it an easy to use system so this is what we get for the consumer and then again for the venues to start managing that manage, manage customer relations whether you are a single operator coffee shop down the road or you're a group of hundreds of venues we have a very simple to use platform i mean we are by far number one as a standalone loyalty platform in the uk although you know we, we only in london we just started going out of london so i guess there is <laughs> there is a need for it and it makes sense and yeah the next years we'll hopefully 
hopefully prove that it's something that is uh, needed, you know, across the country and across the world. Did I see that you was like top 20 app in the country yeah, yeah, yeah. last, yeah, last year was, or yeah, the this year? Yeah, end of last year, obviously, during the busiest time on, on the app store, we went the top uh, 20, I think, uh, the best mall were number 14 for the drink app in the UK in terms wow. of, you know, uh, I mean, on the app store charts, obviously, these change all the time. Um, but yeah, it was definitely great to see, given that our user growth is, is, is predominantly organic. And, and yeah, it's not like we've got we've got a huge budget for for marketing and and yeah so it's, it's just awesome to see uh, i think again it proves that both consumers want it and i think consumers are also quite tired of just you know looking for for, for vouchers and or at the same time people who don't like vouchers just you know go to the same venue million of times get treated well and suddenly just because you know the the, the member of staff is different everything is gone i mean it, it's frustrating right yeah for the business and for the venue so and can you share some of the stats with us how so, many users um, do you have we now we cross over 150,000 users uh which is which is something that you know uh, we're very happy with especially given that uh, we're only based in london um and yeah over 500 venues that uh, signed up with us as well uh, and that hopefully should uh, yeah should double amazing as soon as this whole crisis is over <laughs> well that's a good link let's talk about the coronavirus obviously it's hit hitting all of us extremely hard but i can imagine it's hitting you harder than most in some ways when i'm thinking about what your product is and and obviously it, you need people to be in the venues really to be using the product and, and downloading the app and keeping it active so tell us tell us how it's affecting uh, yourself and embargo apps. it is a difficult one for everyone in the industry i think it, it's only delivery apps and, and, and platforms that, that they can really utilize that that time and then probably have a nice peak other than that you know uh, everything has, has slowed down and now shut down so for us we need to look at we need to make sure that over that the, the period of, of the shutdowns you know our costs are minimized and and we as a founders manager well uh fortunately you know we're in terms of you know the number of people on the team we're still we're still small so so we can we can handle this you know we discuss with all of our clients that um that join you know all our sort of paid subscriptions um any plans that we can also help and support them i mean we didn't do it for a pr stunt so um, i'm trying not to sort of share it everywhere but in general yeah we made sure to contact all our paying clients and make made sure that that yeah that we offer them something that we help them throughout the time for us it's more now preparing for it preparing all everything suggesting some tools and campaigns that we can do with the venues well we're all praying that this is only a temporary thing in our lives if you're a venue out there and you, you're listening to this podcast i certainly recommend getting in touch with freddie and the team uh, and seeing how these guys can help you what's the best way for people to get hold of you freddie well it's frederick f-r-e-d-e-r-i-c-k at embargo app Dot com. You guys can also contact us through the website and we are fully operating at the moment, although, uh, you know, working from home. Um, but uh, we, are, we are more than happy to take calls, demos, uh, show how we can support you guys as soon as, you know, the, the industry is back up and running. I think, you know, a lot of things will also utilize the fact that there's already 150,000, uh, you know, regular venue goers on, on the platform uh, to advertise there. So, yeah, we're doing our everything possible to, you know, to help venues and support that. That has been the goal since day one and we'll be there um you know uh, when everything is back back to normal and that was freddie from embargo he is one of a kind and embargo app certainly is one of the best apps on the market right now and it will be once the coronavirus is over and done with thanks again for coming on the show freddie and that wraps up this week and i will see you all next week for our next titan don't forget to follow me on instagram linkedin and facebook at liam norvell and drop me an email as well liam.norvell at poshcockley.co.uk and don't forget to check out the website have a great week everyone and i'll see you next week